0: listening to the 99% healthy podcast.
1: Hello. Hey, hey. I love our music. Hi, Bobby. Hello. Welcome to the 99% healthy podcast. We are at episode 10. How did we get to episode 10?
0: I don't know. That's pretty impressive.
1: Are you having fun?
0: Every time we have a podcast I have fun.
1: I know this has been so much fun. I feel like we should have, like have planned a party or something that we made it to episode 10. This is so exciting.
0: I guess I mean I don't know why 10 would be some sort of milestone, but it's a I good number. Like,
1: I feel like it's a Even. milestone and I just I like have to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of our listeners. The messages that I get on the daily are just So awesome. Like, it's just so cool to know that we've got people out there that are listening that are pulling value from this. Every single day, I'm getting messages in my inbox. I actually for the first time was with I was with my mom yesterday. And I actually played an episode for her and she was so excited for me. So um it's just been a really fun journey so far. I cannot wait to see what happens in 2022.
0: What what episode did 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 she listen to?
1: Uh, she listened to our last episode, the last one that we did, our New Year's one.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Good episode. And uh, if I today, do say so myself.
1: It was a good episode. And so today, when I was talking to her on the phone, she told me that she was telling her friends about it. So I thought that was pretty fun.
0: Well, who knows? Maybe your mom will be a marketing powerhouse. And yeah, we'll,
1: get we'll have to all, have her, all new listeners. We'll have to have her as a guest on the show someday.
0: That sounds like a good idea.
1: Yeah. So so what's happening, Bobby?
0: Well, I mean, we're we're starting that second week of January. So yes, we
1: are. And where we live here in in Pennsylvania in the States, we had some snow.
0: Yeah, some so, winter weather. Cold. So,
1: yeah. So it is. It's getting cold out there. And um I don't really know what that has done for those New Year's resolutioners because I haven't been out much. I was
0: just thinking, I hope I hope those resolutions didn't turn cold also. I hope they didn't kind of get
1: uh, yeah, set I aside
0: already. I don't know. We'll see. So, rough.
1: so I happened to be at the grocery store uh, last week, or maybe it, it was earlier this week. Oh,
0: you were at the grocery store. I was we're in the talk, first week of January. We're
1: going to talk about that in a minute. I but, can't
0: wait to hear what you observed.
1: So, guys, if you listened last week, we talked about grocery shopping habits, and we kind of t- turned or tied in the New Year's resolutioners in into that podcast a little bit. And um, I happened to take a picture of the produce department and the the salad, or shall I say lack of salad on on the display there at the grocery store, and I posted it on my Facebook page. But I did get some pushback because something that I didn't know was that there's been a lot of supply and demand issues uh, just with groceries in general. Uh, there is also some kind of recall or listeria breakout or something that has been preventing people from getting their salad. So I don't
0: know. Uh, I'm calling fake news on that. I think the shelves just got bought out by people going back in in January and needing to restock their refrigerators and the healthy food, uh, the produce section took a big hit.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you just based on history and based on my observation, you know, through years of of noticing this. I think it's it's a real thing. It is a real phenomenon. So I'm going with that.
0: I agree. I think that's the right answer. All
1: right. So last week's episode I thought was really cool because it we talked about grocery shopping and our different habits of grocery shopping. So then when I did go grocery shopping this week, I had it all in my mind. So not only was I thinking about the New Year's resolutioners and the healthy foods that are out there, but I was thinking about how we shop differently. You and I personally shop differently. We have different habits. We shop from a list. Um, I shop from a list in my head. You shop from an actual physical, you need a list, right? Yeah, I like my list. And so one of the things- Check it off, it's easy. Yeah, you're a checkbox person. I am too, but not necessarily when it comes to groceries. Uh, One of the things I noticed though is that I always have a perpetual grocery list. Like my grocery list for the next time I'm going to shop starts from the minute I get home from the store with a trunk full of groceries.
0: I'd argue that's a failure of you going into the store with a list, (laughs) (laughs) but-
1: Touché, (laughs) touché. But it was just a thought that crossed my mind, but you're you're probably right. Maybe I need to enter the store a little bit more prepared.
0: Remember back in the day before like technology where you can make your lists and stuff in the apps, people used to have m- like magnetic paper lists that would stick to the refrigerator. Yeah. And that's where you wrote down what you needed, right? What
1: are you talking about back in the day? That's and, still and how you took I the do list. things.
0: I mean, like, literally, like, it was like a sticker pad with a magnet on it.
1: How many times have I called you from the grocery store and said, can you take a picture of my grocery list and send it to me? Oh, yes,
0: that's true. So I I think that's a funny part. Like, when you do make a list... (laughs) You forget at home. I I leave it at home anyway. Yeah.
1: So that's why I guess that's why I'm so good at shopping from the list in my head. I try to Well this goes
0: I mean, this goes back to what you said last week, which was you have the list, you don't use the list, and then you check the list before you leave the store sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. That's funny. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So if you didn't catch that episode last week, guys, go back and check it out. It 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 might make you think I got some really good feedback uh, from some people this week about their own habits, and I thought that was a really cool thing.
0: And don't just stop there if you're if you're new, if you've just caught on to the podcast, go back to to episode one, and you know I say binge listen to to all of them. We have some great episodes going through some great stuff.
1: Yeah, we we've had so much fun, and the feedback has just been really awesome. So make sure you are subscribing and give us that five star feedback that five-star recognition we need that to grow and we are just excited to grow so um bobby what is the healthiest thing that you did this week
0: Um, i know there's many so there is quite a few there's quite a few Um, so i'll start with um you know abiding by my new year's resolutions is i started to use my fasting app zero um, basically only on a daily basis.
1: Good for you. Yeah. Every day? You didn't miss a day?
0: Um, I missed one day of tracking it, but I, I did fast. So it was like I forgot to start and stop my uh, the app oh. in terms of tracking it.
1: Yeah, when I used to use the app, that was like my biggest, like, mistake all the time I always forgot to go like I forgot I would be so excited to like eat <laughs> that I would forget to go and turn off the app and then I'm like what time did I eat so uh, I don't use an app anymore but I have been fasting as well and I feel really great
0: oh I, I feel fantastic um, and it's just a good reminder to be mindful of you know what you're consuming and and so in addition to using the um, the app, I also started tracking all my food, like what I'm eating and the calories and all that stuff. And again, it is a little reminder that, you know, we kind of don't add very well, you know, in an ad hoc manner. And, you know, to use that app to, to track what you're consuming is, is a helpful helpful tool. You mean so we
1: do you mean we we sometimes we're not accountable for the things that maybe we taste or
0: Yeah, I, I think sometimes we we like, oh, I didn't "Quote unquote," eat a lot today, or or what you're eating isn't really all that, you nutritious. know, bad or high in calories. But when you have a lot of those thought processes and you don't really check yourself, it's like, oh, okay, well maybe I should not have that type of thing.
1: Yeah, so, check yourself before you wreck yourself.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So those. So what was the other healthy things this week? I definitely started focusing on making some better food choices. Uh, You know, not that I'm depriving myself, um, but cutting back a little bit. So one of the things for my New Year's resolutions is to cut back on kind of having the same um, indulgences on a regular basis. So one of my biggest indulgences would be, you know, a good old fashioned bacon, egg and cheese breakfast sandwich. And so that getting cut back to. um, Well, with the fasting, I only had one this week. And that was actually a lunch, a lunchtime Taylor ham egg and cheese sandwich uh, for lunch.
1: Oh, people uh, don't know Taylor ham. Oh that's a, Yeah, pork roll.
0: So it's a local name. <laughs>
1: that's a local, a local thing. Go on the here. internet.
0: People argue about it in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I that's the healthy things I focused on this week.
1: Amazing. Amazing. You're doing great. You're off to a great start. I'm excited for you. I'm your biggest cheerleader, as you know. Um, And I'm just really excited to see you make your goals. And now that you've got all these listeners holding you accountable instead of just your your um, naggy wife, let's see what happens. Dead silence.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I mean, nothing else to say there.
1: (laughs) Okay, so moving on. Oh, I wanted to say something healthy. I did this week. So last week we talked about my you had me talk a little bit about my favorite Christmas gift, which was an espresso um, coffee maker, which I still am very much in love with. And I have it in my bathroom. Guys, if you don't have your coffee in your bathroom, you are missing out. Make it happen because it's life changing.
0: So Uh, life changing. I mean, come on. It's a little.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. So I um, was gifted by a good friend, a Nespresso, um, milk frother, which was not part of the package that I got that I received for Christmas. So this was gifted to me and I was very, very excited to use it. Now I don't usually drink, I usually drink my coffee black. I don't drink it with anything in it, but as a treat. I decided that I wanted to try to make coconut milk, and I did. And I actually used it. I frothed it. It was great because it has such a high fat content. It frothed up and it stayed stiff. Uh, Today I added a little bit of cinnamon to it and gave it a, a nice, like, coconut cinnamon flavor. But it was so easy. All I did was I took a can of organic coconut. It was organic coconut milk, right, Bobby? Yes. And, like, the kind you buy, unsweetened in a can yep, unsweetened, and so it's kind of tricky because when you buy it that way if you've ever had it it's it's solid but it's also liquid like half the can is solid and half of it is liquid so you have to be careful when you open it I put the entire contents of the can into the magic bullet and I mixed it up with some water I guess you could add vanilla extract or cinnamon or whatever you want to it and then I just store it in a jar in the fridge and I can use it as coffee creamer which I thought was really cool so and it's healthy there's no sugar in it. There's no, none of that emulsifiers, all those things that they add. So, um, I thought that was a really good alternative. So if you are someone who enjoys creamy coffee, but doesn't like a lot of sweetness, it's, it's a really good option. It's a little high in fat, but, um, you know, it's coconut, it's good stuff. It's natural.
0: Yeah. And, and I, and I'll tell you, I don't normally use, um, a frother, but I'm enjoying it so far. And so I discovered a new way from to have coffee as well, one of the things I'm trying to do this this year is drink less half and half because I tend to use quite a bit of it in my coffee, and that's a bit of calories I can, I can do without. And so what I started doing uh, with the milk frother is frothing some unsweetened vanilla almond milk. And let me tell you, that on top of coffee is awesome, just a fantastic... Uh, taste to replace your your creamer with a little frothed vanilla almond milk. So that milk frother is is the bomb. It really is a good good device.
1: It is. I really like it, and I my mind is still blown that you drink almond milk. You, Bobby, of all people, because
0: maybe that's like one of those hidden things I've done that to be healthy that we haven't talked about. Is well, actually maybe I've mentioned it, but I've completely replaced regular uh, cow milk with vanilla. Almond milk,
1: which is just I, I can't unsweetened even, unsweetened vanilla almond it, milk. There's so not it's, even
0: there's not even a difference in my mind anymore,
1: which is crazy to me, guys. Because when I met Bobby way back many many, we talk about way ago. back
0: just just you know four months ago, well, four five months, months ago. ago. But <laughs> but it. let's
1: talk for a second about when we first met. We were when we were dating. Um, I one of the things we did was we would go out to eat a lot, as you know couples do. And I would love going out to eat with you because. You never ate a salad, so I always got your salad when we would go out to eat. So I would oh, eat yeah. my salad and I would eat your salad and then I would take my meal home with me. So <laughs> it was like I got two meals got two out meals. of it um, and you did not eat a vegetable if it wasn't potato or corn. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, some, you know, 19, 20 year old tastes, they, they change and evolve. And, you know, like most other things, I, you know, saw the light and try some some more things.
1: Yeah, you you most definitely have evolved yeah. and and so
0: almond milk is is my latest evolution yeah. in in good taste and
1: it's it's been neat to watch you evolve and try new things. How about those oranges we've been eating? Those are amazing, right? Oh yeah, those they're are, pretty tasty. We've got they're... these oranges, guys. I've posted about them on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it, but these are these uh, sumo citrus. I think they're called. They're these big, ugly oranges, but they're the the most amazing oranges we've ever eaten and we can't keep them in our house. Yeah, they're
0: pretty tasty. Um, they're very easy to peel. Yeah. And that's one of the things with certain orange types. Like some of them, it's a little tough to peel them and, and it's frustrating. Sometimes you have to just like slice them with a knife and, and just eat them off the rind. But these Sumo uh, mandarins, oh, they just they, they just peel beautifully. Right yep. And for the most part, when you get them early, like they kind of show up this time of the year, um, don't know exactly where they're growing, what country they're coming from or what part of the U.S. they're coming from. But um, these first batches are always really good. And, you know, I'd say the first, what, three cases yeah. have been excellent. Yeah. Now, they do tail off towards the end. So, like, towards the end of the season, whenever they're done their round, um, they can get a little dried out and not as, as tasty. But right now, uh, top-notch. Even the kids are grabbing them, and, you know, there's, like, two or three orange peels in the sink.
1: Yeah, they're so good. They are so good. So I'm going to be really sad when we can't get them anymore. But I do look forward to them every year around this time. And um, I made the mistake of taking a picture and telling everybody on on Facebook, go get these oranges and make sure you buy them by the case. And then when I went back for more, they were gone. So I guess I have to start being careful about who I'm, what I'm promoting and, and who I'm, I'm telling about my, my favorite things.
0: Yeah. So if you take anything away from this, the oranges are terrible. Don't go to the store and buy them, especially <laughs> where we live. Leave them for us. We'll take them off your hands. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. everyone.
1: Very good. Very good. So I really quick wanted to um, touch base a touch on this article that a, my friend Mike sent me this article and he said, I want you to mention this on your podcast and I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Ooh, so an
0: article, this would be the topic I don't know about.
1: Yes. Um, and this is not our main topic, but uh, I just, I thought it was interesting and he said, I thought this would be cool for you to um, talk about on your podcast and it was an article uh, from IFL Science and I, I, the reason I thought it was interesting is because um, it, it's a study, well, not a study, but I guess it's a, uh, they followed twins, twin these twin guys, uh, and they had different diets, but they were working towards the same goal. And the reason I thought it was neat is because Bobby and I have twins. We have twins ourselves. Uh, we have a boy and a girl. Here's a fun fact that some of you may or may not know, because we didn't know this until we had twins. Do you know where I'm going with this, Bobby?
0: No, not at all. That <laughs> setup completely has me completely confused. So, I'm sitting wanna... here thinking, no wait. I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh okay. These twins had different different diets, and then all of a sudden we got, okay. like...
1: I know. Hold on. Just stay with tangent. me. A tangent. Stay with me. All right. Uh, one of the questions that we got all the time, especially when our kids were little, is are they identical?
0: Oh, well, you didn't tell me we were going to go there.
1: It was just a side note. Oh, that's so, a
0: funny one. No, wait. We got to stop and explain okay. this. go ahead. So, like...
1: Because people like, don't know this. They well, truly well, they, don't. So, we are pick, saving so, you guys from looking silly in front of Possible
0: your... silliness. Yeah, so, 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 I... I think most of the time I it would happen to me a lot, but um, we'd be pushing the stroller with the twins. And mind you, we had the limousine of twin strollers, the the straight line, super long, monstrous um, double stroller. It was a battering ram. It got people out of the way, like n- no business. But when you have like a boy and a girl who clearly Our are a boy, boy and, and a girl, girl. – you would love to know how many times I'd be asked, oh, are they identical? And then I would reply with, no, they're a boy and a girl.
1: Because people don't know. No, they wait. don't know the difference between S- – I didn't know until some, we had twins. Some
0: people are very stu <laughs> All right, let's not give people too much credit here. Some people are just dumb. Listen, but then no. there's others that, that – ask the question before thinking, and then they realize their error.
1: Well, so here's the difference in case you don't know. In order for twins to really be identical, they need to be the same gender. So if you have a boy and a girl, twins, you know. That's a terrible
0: explanation. They're not identical. They need to cut from the same egg that's split. That's identical twins.
1: But they need, basically the answer is they need to have the same plumbing. And that's what I would tell people. And now you know. So next time you see a set of twins, don't ask if they're identical, if they are clearly a boy and a girl. Um, but it, what's really neat is that, um, and I've met a lot of twin parents and, and twin families um, through the years having twins. And Although I always tell people I don't feel like we have twins. I feel like we just have a boy and a girl who happen to be born on the same day because our twins are not twin-like at all, um, as some are. Well, these twins in this study, um, Hugo and Ross Turner, they, they're they adults, and they. I'm going to put... This article because there's actually a video that goes along with it. Um, we'll put it. Wait, in Wait, are the they show identical notes. or fraternal? They are identical twins okay. who share okay. the same DNA. Okay.
0: Well, that would be the definition of identical twins. Uh,
1: they, <laughs> they, they, and you'll read about them in the story. But they do crazy things together. They, they're like you know, rock climbing and, um, event training for, you know. Oh,
0: so they like to do extreme, extreme, extreme,
1: extreme things. And, um, so they followed two different diets for 12 weeks. Hugo ate vegan and Ross ate meat and dairy. So one ate vegan and, and one didn't. And, um, you'll, you'll see when you go to see the study that the, the pictures of them, I mean, they both got ripped, but it's just an interesting, uh, an interesting what were,
0: the, what were the the similarities or differences in their in their, in their, in their they diet? have
1: the same DNA?
0: No I meant in, in their results.
1: So their results were subtle but significant. And so the one who um, the one who ate meat had a huge drop in his cholesterol and a sharp increase in his resistance to type 2 diabetes. And so that I thought was just super interesting. And so the diets were extremely different and their journeys were different, even though their DNA was the same. Interesting. Yeah. So I just I wanted to touch on that because there are I, I think especially this time of year, I saw a really cool quote the other day that said if your diet has your diet shouldn't have a name because people are like, oh, I eat keto or oh, I eat paleo or oh, I, you know, I count points or whatever it is, the thing that you do um, and your diet shouldn't have a name. Food is food. You should eat food and have a healthy relationship with food. So I I thought that that, that was interesting.
0: No, it's a pretty pretty uh, interesting side by side comparison.
1: So I the other thing I want you guys to to pay attention to when you go and read the story read the article um, is they talk a lot about the gut microbiome and how it's really the bacteria that's in your gut and you if if you are a science person at all, or if you pay attention to weight loss at all, you will be hearing more if you haven't already about the importance of the gut microbiome. It is something that I um, I, I study a lot, I'm interested in, and I'm a huge advocate for gut health. And that is part of how the study goes. So I will just drop that little tidbit there and we will put it in the show notes and people can go check it out on their own. Excellent. Awesome. So remember, Bobby... I'm thinking. <laughs> do you remember way do I back, remember? way back in episode? I think it was episode four, episode oh, five.
0: You're gonna have to refresh my memory. I am not. I'm not a. I'm not a memory person. It
1: was 50 health facts that will blow your mind. Oh
0: yes, I do remember way back then. And if I remember correctly, we didn't get through all of them.
1: We didn't get through all of them, but I couldn't continue the next episode because then you would know what the topic was. So uh, I waited until today. Surprise! Oh, surprise! Okay. We're gonna finish the list. So if you haven't, how, so guys, how many do we have left? Um, I, I believe we went up to number 21 because number 20 was kind of morbid. So I had, I had to uh, throw an a good one. note. Do you remember any of them? Wait, let me pause real quick, guys. If you have not listened to we'll episode go, four.
0: Just have them go back to episode four. Go, go, back, y'all, to y'all to go episode back to episode four, four. Yeah.
1: and check out because some of them are, are really good. You're going to learn something from yeah. it. Um, So we're going to go. And these are science-backed health facts that are going to blow your mind. And so do you remember any of them, Bobby, at all?
0: None? No, I don't. You don't remember no. any? I, I'm, like, I'm sitting here, you know, don't know the topic, so I didn't have a, a chance for my I'm brain I'm just making your brain to, work to, today. To pull them up. So, But I, w- I want to hear the new ones, so let's okay. let's well, dive into them.
1: Let me just tell you really quick. Today I was actually thinking about this. We only breathe through one nostril at a time. Remember? Oh, the...
0: I remember that one, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one.
1: So that one is one that I, I continue to think about. Okay, so we're going to continue. We will drop the link to um, where we pulled these from in the show notes as well, but these are part two of 50 science-backed health facts that will blow your mind. Ready?
0: I'm uh, i, I am on the edge of my seat.
1: Okay. <laughs> 22. Number. This is number 22. Chewing gum sharpens your focus. Chewing gum sharpens your focus. Okay, I can definitely see uh, I'm not see a gum that. chewer. Are you a gum chewer?
0: I used to be a long time ago. Me too. Like I would chew gum all the time. That was a big deal. Yeah. Always sugar-free. Yeah. Always sugar-free. Loved
1: the Trident. That was my um, favorite.
0: But I think I kind of just got away from that. You know, I'll tell you, I, I really, I think um, drinking coffee tended to surpass um, gum chewing. And then I switched to drinking a lot of water. So, you know, consuming more water on a regular basis, I really never, I didn't go back to the gum, but I used to keep gum in my bags yeah you me know, too it was like in the it, bowl with it, the car keys before
1: you had a cell phone you always left the house with a bag of gum yeah like, it was
0: kind of a common thing
1: I felt like that too I always had my Trident gum with me and that was just a habit so your habits have changed and that's not a bad thing yeah. but the reason that they say that chewing gum Um, will help you feel more focused is because they say it helps you feel more alert because the brain associates chewing with nutrients and food. So it primes itself to be at maximum levels of alertness whenever there's mouth movement. So that's an interesting thing.
0: Well, maybe if I'm feeling a little lethargic and mentally slow on a day, I'm going to go get a pack of gum now to uh, help stimulate the brain.
1: You know, it's funny because I noticed our kids have started to chew gum. And... That's what I thought was weird because we don't chew gum in this house, so I thought it was weird. I think some some of
0: that's that's a little bit of candy taffy, not all gum, but I get you. No,
1: you know, I found some gum in the pockets while I'm doing the laundry. Yeah, juicy fruit. (laughs) Um, Okay, so number 23. Now, this one I think you're going to get a kick out of. Procrastination and impulsivity are inherited behaviors. So you know how sometimes you're like, you tease me that I'm turning into my mom? Uh,
0: I think I think. You, anyone can be teased or turning into their parents. Isn't that
1: because kind of a
0: perennial joke?
1: Because procrastination and impulsivity are inherited behaviors. Sure. Who are they inherited from? Your parents. I find myself a lot feeling like I have some of my mom's habits and my mom's uh, behaviors. So I, I think there is some, some truth behind that.
0: Yeah, there's a glass jar we saved.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, I did. I, I wouldn't let him throw away a glass jar the other day, and he teased me. Because that's something my mom would do. It was a nice jar. And guess what's in it right now? The coconut milk. The coconut milk that I spoke about earlier. So I used it. So I feel like that is legit. So do you guys, do you feel like you've inherited some behaviors from your parents, including impulsivity and procrastination? Okay. Number 24. This is important because I think people don't need, they don't know this, but they need to know this. Taking pictures messes with your memory.
0: Taking pictures messes with your memory. Yes. Okay. So So I can definitely, I definitely agree to some of this. Tell me how. So there are times where there's events, and I'll use sporting events as a good example, where I think sometimes people, because they have the ability to either photograph or record, their instinct is, oh, I want to... Capture this, and then they're recording it or taking a photo from it. But because they're in the act of taking the photo or the video, they're not necessarily engaged in what's actually happening at at the event.
1: Oh, you're so smart.
0: So, so therefore, you know, they're just they're not as present for for what's essentially happening you know, in real life. They're essentially looking at it through a different lens.
1: Right. So true. I have a friend whose um, mother is a photographer and she actually said to me, she said, my mom doesn't see life happening. She only sees it because her life is photography. So she said, I feel bad for her. She only ever sees things happening through the lens of her camera. And so personally for me in situations where I'm like at fireworks or a parade or something like that, I try not to ever have my camera because I realize I never really go back and watch those events anyway so i would rather take a picture with it with my mind so i thought that was interesting especially now how technology has evolved and you know when you're at events and you see people holding their cameras up and recording the whole thing there is some science to it you might not you might be doing yourself a disservice there you might not be able to to remember
0: yeah and so i i remember vividly when i was watching the um kids uh band competition this year championships i was recording on my Steadicam, on my gimbal, and once I got everything in frame, I stopped looking at my phone, and I only watched the performance with my eye regularly. I stopped watching through my camera because of this very situation. Yep. So I'm, tr- I'm mindful that even if I need to need to or want to record something, it's better off to watch it yourself and not watch it through, what you, through your recording yes. device.
1: It, it's important to be present, and I feel like in today's society, we lose that a little bit. So presence is important. Okay. Number 25, physically active, pregnant women have smarter babies. Interesting.
0: Mm, okay. So. A little suspect there, but I think anytime that moms are healthy, you're going to have healthier kids and healthier kids, you know, have an opportunity to, you know, do better in in all of life's pursuits.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, there's not really a big dialogue here that goes along with it. But we all know staying active and fit is healthy. And it says that pregnant women who exercise three times a week for 20-minute intervals improve their child's brain function and development. Cool. That's cool. Number 26, reading a tangible book promotes better comprehension than reading on a screen.
0: Um, I'm not so sure about that.
1: Well, people read a lot more on Kindles now. I'm a page turner. I need to have a, a book. If I'm reading, I like to physically turn a page. I don't like to read online. How about you?
0: Um, I tend to read exclusively online. And in fact, the reason why I love my iPad um, to no end is because I'm constantly reading news articles, journals, clippings, um, you know, all sorts of written content. I do enjoy reading and I do like reading it on my iPad. Okay. In fact... Like, my favorite is long-form articles, informative things like, you know, technology, science, stuff like that. Um, in fact, I have a couple queued up to read up on the James Webb telescope that just deployed in space. Um, I use a special app just to collect them all and so I can read them together.
1: Nerd alert.
0: A little bit, but hey, it works.
1: <laughs> I think you're an anomaly to this, uh, but there was a study at Dartmouth College that compared comprehension levels of students who did the reading versus, like, on physical uh, printouts to uh, versus those who use digital ed- devices, and they found that they, um, the ones who only use the screens, had a harder time comprehending and understanding complex ideas. So interesting, because I feel like the way but, of the future is,
0: and that's going to evolve over time. Yeah. Because if we go back, you know, forty, fifty years, and we look at some, you know, the the technology that was available for textbooks. You know, there were some limitations there, and it required you know, an expansion of what was in a book to be done in a classroom, large whiteboards and chalkboards to uh, further explain, you know, what couldn't work in a written book. Then as technology progressed, I mean, when I was in school, our textbooks had things like colors and photographs and that they were much more enriched content. And then as we progress now, you know, the learning materials that our kids have today are digital analogs to the to a textbook, but as that progresses even farther, technology will improve that communication, and I think you're going to see uh, the pendulum swing the other way, where Definitely. you know the computer technology will be an advancing tool.
1: And I think too, there's a lot more opportunity for for. Uh, material now to be interactive versus when we had textbooks and you know the mo- more intera- the most interactive it got was like the end of chapter review where they asked you like five questions about what you just learned like right. the, it, there's a lot more opportunity for the, the more
0: you now. can engage the brain in interaction versus just you yeah. know one way reading you're gonna you're gonna improve you know retention and comprehension yeah
1: definitely pros and cons there cool. okay number twenty seven we got to move along. Oatmeal helps fight depression. I love oatmeal. We Ooh. talked about oatmeal in one of our very first episodes. Do you remember that? We talked about yeah,
0: oatmeal. oatmeal's real good. And in fact, I saw that you had a brand new container of oatmeal in the refrigerator. I
1: did. Rolled oats, guys. Not the quick stuff. Not not. It's like the, so that, the real good rolled oats.
0: I think I may make myself some overnight
1: oats oh that sounds delicious yeah. So lace mason
0: jar overnight oats for a little snack tomorrow
1: oh and i'm gonna put it on our insta i can't wait to see what you're gonna make i actually have a recipe for that we'll have to put that out there so the okay. reason that um that the this is a thing is because people who experience depression and insomnia or both because they're often linked have a lack of serotonin which is a hormone Uh, that's synthesized from an amino acid called tryptophan, which you may have heard of because it's in Turkey. You know, Yeah, something that makes you
0: sleepy after Turkey, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So eating foods that are high in tryptophan, oatmeal, eggs, chicken, turkey, peanuts, can regulate your mood and your sleep. So that's interesting. Diet is so, so important. So important. Okay. And number 28, related. So does coffee. So caffeine... This is your favorite topic. Caffeine can actually help you ward off depression, too. So there was a study done on the relationship between coffee and depression in an Australian journal, and it found that each cup of caffeinated coffee consumed per day decreased a person's risk of depression by 8%. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And also connected, bananas can boost your mood, too. So this is number 29. Bananas can boost your mood, too. So I'm not a big banana eater. I do like them, but I'm very picky about their ripeness. Uh, and so, but they do have many, many health benefits. So they say that people who grab bananas as a healthy snack are happier because there's dopamine in bananas, up to 10 milligrams of dopamine.
0: I should I should eat more bananas. That should be on my to-do list. Do you
1: know, I really love bananas in overnight oats. So oh, with mm, almond milk and blueberries me, no. and cinnamon, it's really delicious. We'll put the recipe That's a lot of there. stuff.
0: I'm... I like my oatmeal a little plain. And cleaner. too bad
1: we don't eat the banana peel because there's a lot more dopamine in the actual banana peel. But that's not the part that that's we That's gross. <laughs> okay. Consuming hot liquids can cool you down. Have you heard this before? Consuming hot liquids can cool you down.
0: So I, I did hear this before. And it was from – oh, it was from – I forget who told me this. It was definitely like a, a construction worker kind of person who's outdoors all the time. And like even in the summertime, they drank, you know, hot hot coffee, and you know you would think that oh that's just gonna make them hotter, but and for some reason, they 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 felt that it didn't either have a negative effect or it made them cooler. Almost. Well,
1: so as long as the drink is hotter than your body temperature, mm-hmm. you're adding heat to your body, but the amount that you, but the amount that you increase your sweating by. Um, is like compensates for the added heat to your body from the fluid. Oh that sure, it's a you
0: sweat, evaporative cooling and it makes you feel cooler. Yeah. Yep. So it's a sensation.
1: It's like your body has its own thermostat. It's pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah. 31. Stress heightens allergies. I am not I have not been an allergy sufferer for most of my life. Uh, how about you?
0: Um seasonal? Yeah. It kind of goes away for me in the winter time.
1: But you're not a stressed out person. You don't really get stressed no, out. No, not really. No, but stress and allergies can be related, but they do not mix well. And so there was this study done that people that had experienced hay fever, which is similar to our, you know, seasonal allergies here, had more severe um, allergic reactions in stressful situations compared to non-stressful situations. So I guess there's something to that. If maybe if you are an allergy, a person who suffers from allergies, maybe you need to like do some meditation or some yoga or something to counteract it. That
0: eh, sounds like nonsense to me. I'm not buying that one. Next. <laughs>
1: Next. Okay, 32. Exercising when you're young slows bone deterioration in old age.
0: I think doing anything healthy while you're young helps you in, in older older life. So yes. this just, just fits the common sense test there.
1: Yep. Exercising yeah. in childhood helps fortify your bones and prepare them for the wear and tear that comes with aging. Well, that's like that's a rough um so osteoporosis and the loss of bone mass happens to all of us no matter who we are as we mature so having exercise you know early on in your life ensures that you stay fitter and stronger for longer duh okay (laughs) number 33 eating chocolate can make your skin look healthier
0: oh i like this one bring
1: on all the chocolate this works for me yes you're you're a chocolate person
0: i do like my chocolate you love your chocolate no doubt
1: and I'm not. I'm not a chocolate person. I like chocolate. Weirdo. Just not to the degree Complete that you like chocolate. weirdo. Okay. So how about dark chocolate? Do you like dark chocolate?
0: I, I do. And actually, I'm appreciating different percentages of dark chocolate. Really?
1: Tell me yes. about that.
0: So, well, I mean, this is... this is I, I got a bag of lint, you know, chocolate truffle balls. Mm-hmm. And so it was an, but it was an assorted bag. And it had two levels of dark chocolate and... Milk, um, a caramel, and a white chocolate, which we, which we won't talk about because that's not real chocolate. Yeah, so. white
1: chocolate's not real chocolate.
0: But the two dark chocolates were both excellent. Um, and
1: Do you remember yeah. the percentages?
0: I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. And I can't remember. I want to say like 60 and 70.
1: Okay.
0: But um, well, obviously, don't quote me on that.
1: Obviously, you know... The blue wrapper, pure... black wrapper. Blue... There you go. Blue wrapper, black wrapper. That's rapper. how I can tell you there the you difference. Go. There you go. And I
0: like the blue wrapper. Okay. Because I think it was dark chocolate around milk chocolate, and that was a good combo. Oh,
1: it was like a truffle. Okay. Yeah. So, so there was this study done that uh, dark chocolate had... Well, we know dark, they always say dark chocolate is better, but dark chocolate has beauty benefits, including the ability to reverse sun damage and prevent wrinkles. Hello? Who doesn't love that? Because there's antioxidants in it. Dark chocolate has um, antioxidants called fl- uh, flavono- flavanols. They promote the production of collagen. I'm a huge proponent for collagen. Love it. And that improves your skin elasticity and moisture. So eat your dark, dark chocolate. Just don't eat too much of it. So,
0: so when I go to Wegmans this week and I pick up a bag of Dove dark chocolate squares, that's health food.
1: Well, we'll see because I think you're going to like number 34. (laughs) Number 34. People who eat chocolate on a nearly daily basis are thinner than those who don't. What? Let's talk about it. Okay.
0: That's an interesting one.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, now having no other, um, you know, thoughts to this, my, what country
0: was that study done in? Because I think
1: (laughs) (laughs) not in the United States. I mean, was that
0: some European country where they have a little bit different, um, you know, you know, I
1: don't know. It was it, it was a, an obesity study. I don't know. Uh, um, it doesn't say what country it was from. But they're saying... I, now, I want to say before I go forward on this, my Im- immediate instinct when I read this was, oh, it's because they don't deprive themselves. Because, you know, how well, many people do sense. you know that, like, when they have chocolate, they're going to binge eat the chocolate, right? Um, so Well, if, they you, tell th-
0: if you tell yourself you can't have something and then when you do have it, like, oh, well, I have to get it I have to have, have all right? of it. I have it all, right? Yeah. yeah. So
1: if you allow yourself to have that piece of chocolate every day you're going to have a better habit hence you're going to be healthier so this study found that people who consume chocolate more often tend to be thinner and the results were consistent regardless of the type of chocolate so now we're not just talking about dark chocolate we're talking about milk chocolate white chocolate if you want to call that chocolate but those who ate any kind of chocolate at least five times a week were statistically thinner than the rest of the subjects
0: Hmm. interesting
1: totally interesting don't binge eat the chocolate, though. Now, yeah. you, you know there's going to be that one person who's like, I can eat chocolate every day, and they eat all the chocolate. <laughs> all the chocolate. And then right. they're like, why aren't I thin? Yeah,
0: because you ate 2,000, 2000 <laughs> calories of chocolate every day, you moron. But, like,
1: have a piece of chocolate every day and right. don't deprive yourself. And I love those little Dove chocolates moderation that have rules. the – Moderation rules. Yes, moderation. Those Dove chocolates that have the little um, – like sayings on the inside and the foil oh, yeah. they're fantastic and they make you feel good about yourself and then you like want to open another one because you're like oh what well this
0: reminds it... me I want to pull up my lose it app because I actually put my lint chocolate balls into
1: how many calories my... are in those
0: they're, they're not terrible where if you have just one it's like it's not the worst thing in the world for you
1: well then that's good okay yeah. check that out while I go on to number 35
0: see if basking
1: in, in the morning sun helps with weight loss how do you feel about that one you're busy looking for your chocolate. No, stuff. I'm
0: listening, basking in the morning sun. <laughs> so
1: you can eat your chocolate while you are out in the sun. Now, this is a tough one for us because we don't have sun. I mean, we have sun year-round, but it's not always warm enough to be outside. But obviously, you know, vitamin D comes from the sun, and the best way – I mean, you can take vitamin D supplements, but the best way to get it and the most absorbing way to get it is to be out in the sun, spend 10 minutes in the sun every day. It's so good for your skin. It's good for your immune system. Your body needs the vitamin D. So obviously – it's going to contribute to other parts of your health and spending your mornings in the sun could contribute to your weight loss as well. So they're just saying that if you have exposure to morning sunlight, I'm not sure why, morning sunlight, it has a positive effect on your your body mass. So, well,
0: that's good news. So that's now if, cool. if you're going to go take that walk instead of that afternoon walk, maybe consider a nice sunny morning walk.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know what it good. is about about morning morning light but um, mm. I guess it makes you feel awake I don't know it doesn't it doesn't go into that that's something we can look into though so I yeah. I think that's cool
0: and 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 just to answer you know go
1: ahead go back and tell us we're going to
0: tell you here's the answer so one one lint dark chocolate truffle is only 77 calories
1: okay that's not bad that's oh, manageable it's a good snack yeah a little treat you burn it off on your morning walk there you go there you go right. it all ties together okay number 36 massaging your scars will help them fade this is true I know from experience, massaging your scars will help them fade. And I, I had a surgery where I did have a scar and the doctor did tell me he gave me a, a name of an oil to buy, an over the counter oil, and said, Massage it, it's gonna help the scar fade. It does take time, but like anything, if you're consistent with it, it does work. Yeah. Neat tidbit. Yeah. It it basically, you know, breaks up that scar tissue and it gets, you know, things circulating in there and it and it helps to make them go away. But it takes time. So that's a true thing. Number 37, fish skin can be used to heal burns.
0: Ooh, okay. Interesting use for it.
1: Yeah. So I guess um, in Brazil, doctors use tilapia skin as bandages to treat burns. Oh, there you go. So that's interesting. We have everything we need on earth to to treat There's a ailment, lot right? of
0: very natural remedies.
1: Natural remedies. Natural remedies, yep. So there's also like a lot of... Like collagen proteins in there, so that helps for healing. It promotes healing, and also helps with pain. So that's pretty cool. So go grab yourself some tilapia skin next time you have a burn, and you can heal faster. Number thirty-eight: Playing electronic music can help keep mosquitoes away. Electronic music. Playing electronic music can help 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 keep mosquitoes away.
0: Like dance electronic music, like Um, EDM.
1: So yes, EDM. That's exactly what it is okay, playing. So I guess this summer we will test. We'll have to test this Break out. We've got
0: your Steve Aoki and Paul Oakenfold.
1: Yes, there we'll, you go. We'll uh, maybe have uh, uh, an experiment around the pool this summer and see if it works. If that will keep the mosquitoes. Works for me. Okay.
0: Rave, rave, rave at Bobby and Michelle's. <laughs> you're all invited. Bring the glow sticks.
1: <laughs> okay, bring the glow sticks. So that's kind of cool. Next time you're in a mosquito place, play some EDM if you can tolerate it. I don't know if I can. I think I'm getting old. Okay, thirty-nine. Work stress can contribute to your type two diabetes risk. Well,
0: that... I guess I mean any stress can add to any risk. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah so boring. Next. Next, do you think that's that's a, one to skip over? Yeah. Okay. Cortisol levels, all those things. Don't be stressed out. Okay. Number thirty. Number forty. We're up to forty. Owning a dog can lower your hit your risk of heart disease. Okay. Okay. I want a dog.
0: Well, those dogs need those walks, right? So they you're, do. you're a little more active and you're doing more active things and Yes. So I think I think there's some And it decreases stress. It
1: decreases stress. So Oh yeah. Yeah. So while you're walking your dog, you can eat your chocolate and
0: <laughs>
1: not be stressed. And you drink yeah. your coffee,
0: walk your dog, eat your chocolate. You're 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 doing covered.
1: This is neat. According to the American Heart Association, dog owners typically have lower blood pressure and cholesterol levels okay so they you know those are the two risks for cardiovascular disease so if your life is stressful you should get a dog
0: okay Honey, we should
1: get a dog we're not getting no a
0: dog. I, I think that's a, <laughs> we're gonna have to have a separate conversation on that number
1: 41 uh,
0: another, podca- another podcast episode
1: okay number 41 ginger can help reduce cramps and bloating how do you feel about that you like ginger i, I do you don't this doesn't really apply I mean, to there's, you
0: there's a lot of A lot of Asian food that uses ginger, and I like those foods. I am not not very good at cooking with it. Like the Blue Apron recipes that have ginger, have you know guided my hand, but um, it's excellent. It's a flavoring food I like, so I'm there for it.
1: I don't like ginger. I like ginger snaps. You never. (laughs) But I don't like the flavor of ginger. I don't eat the ginger with the sushi. Uh, That's just not my thing, right? That's ginger that comes with sushi, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, wasabi and ginger. I don't, I just, that's not my jam. But uh, I guess there's uh, some compounds in it because it's a plant, you know, that, yeah, that aid in digestion and, you know, and get things moving in your body. And so it's really helpful to combat bloating. And uh, for women, it helps with their menstrual cramps. So that's kind of cool. It also is really supposed to like calm your stomach, right? Like if you're, If you have nausea, ginger, ginger ale.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. You're right. I forgot about that. It does help uh, some people with nausea.
1: Yep. Okay. 42, near and dear to my heart. You could be consuming 46 hidden teaspoons of sugar a day. Do you know how?
0: 46 hidden teaspoons of sugar a day. Um, I'm assuming we're not talking about fruit. It's got to be something else. Um, Well, hmm.
1: it's kind of a combination of everything. So... The we'll American explain, Heart. Please. Okay, the American Heart Association recommends that women who eat no more than six tablespoons of sugar per day, and or, and men eat no more than nine. So that's what their recommendation is: no more than six for women, nine for men. But in a study from Emory University, they found that Americans take in anywhere from three teaspoons to forty-six teaspoons of added sugar per day. So the oh, this is horrible. The average person consumed fifteen point eight percent of their daily uh, calories. Added
0: sugars. Is what you're saying.
1: And what is it in? What is it in? Where is the sugar? It's hidden. It's in everything. It's mostly in sodas. Yeah. Sauces. Anything that's a- processed. A- anything
0: that's in, in a in a processed manufactured food. Or how about the they stuff that's like
1: that. low fat or fat free? Any of that stuff that's, you know, they have to pull the fat out. A- anything that's not sugar? a diet
0: food that's sweetened. Like So if you read the ingredients, you can clearly see there are things that are it like right in the Nutrition facts label. It'll just say added sugars. Yeah. Right.
1: So don't eat the sugar, guys. Be conscious of that because sugar leads to inflammation. Inflammation is gonna mess everything up for you, and then you're not gonna have a healthy body, healthy immune. Except for the sugar in
0: your chocolate, that doesn't count.
1: (laughs) Well, if you're eating the uh, dark chocolate, at least that's lower in sugar, and you're doing it when you're on your walk, so it's all it's all good.
0: Yeah, definitely need to to consume in moderation.
1: Yes, for sure. Okay. Forty-three, humans consume six hundred more calories a day than they did in the seventies. Oh,
0: that's absolutely easy, yes.
1: Six hundred a you. Calories. I'll tell you
0: ninety nine percent see what I did there? Yeah. Of that is the fact that we consume pre made foods or dine out way more occurred back then
1: and portions are bigger than they used to be i mean look at a cheeseburger you know from a fast food joint a cheeseburger used to be a cheeseburger now you can get like a double cheeseburger a triple cheeseburger and you add the bacon and you add the all the stuff to it it.
0: if you want to see badness yeah go check out the menu in any fast food restaurant app or and you know what are they selling they're selling monster double triple bacon burgers Um, i mean it's even in the names the bacon aider, the bacon king um, you know the colossal double bacon okay right and it's 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 bad it's all out there
1: I do love me some bacon yeah but not on a burger so and also you know there's there's uh, the the products that we're eating are different from the 70s too you know things are, are a lot more processed now um there's yeah hormones. I mean
0: like I said not all processed is bad but no. a lot of a lot of you know convenience has taken a hold and yeah. You know, that convenience has foods that aren't all as, as, as you know, in their natural form as they were.
1: Yeah. And it's sad. You're better off making making the food at home, which is something we do a lot. You know, we do we do that a lot. It just, yeah. we use can, better if ingredients.
0: You can, if you can, yeah, cook, cook yourself original or close to original. 600
1: food. calories is a lot. Bobby, do you know how many calories are in a pound? A pound of what? A, like a pound of fat. Like how many calories do you have to burn to lose a pound? Or I how think many calories? Questions. How, no, how many calories? Uh, like, do you need to, um, like, what kind of deficit do you need to be in if you wanted to lose a pound? How many calories of a deficit would you need? Do you know the answer to that?
0: Okay, so you're, the question you're actually asking is the calorie deficit to lose a pound of body weight over a period of time.
1: Correct. Thank you, okay. Mr. Health Science.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do you know the answer? I used to know the answer, and I don't remember. The
1: answer is thirty-five hundred. So, if um, if humans are consuming six hundred more calories a day now than they did in the seventies, they're going to gain a pound. If they're not, if they're not increasing their exercise, they're not balancing it out. They're going to no. be gaining six hundred calories a day, seven days a week. That's forty two hundred calories. And a week. I think
0: that goes right to my example of why I like using the Lose It app to actually plug the food into what I eat because that is crazy. To I don't me. think people realize the the calories that exist in in food, and it goes. It also goes to that portion size, right? Yep. So if you if you order yourself a diet soda or a water with a medium fry and a, and a you know one of those those burgers you're talking about probably close to a thousand calorie meal for a lot of people that's over 50 percent of what you should be eating in a day yeah so then if you say oh you know but i just i have that once in a while but you have that once in a while with a breakfast and a dinner or a, or that's the lunch and it, the dinner you know a couple with a snack on there your piece of chocolate there you go. So yeah, it's re- really important to 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 plug it all in there to get a better understanding.
1: Yeah, you gotta know where it's coming of what from. You're consuming. And you and you have to stay active too, you know, to balance that out as well.
0: Yes.
1: So number forty-four is something that has zero calories. It says <laughs> this is just a silly thing. I don't even know how it's on this list. It takes nearly two days for the human body to pass a Lego. Who how did they even come up with this? A Lego. Do you have people swallow Legos? Let's fight, let's figure this uh, out. There's
0: got to be some, some kid swallowed a 2 volunteers.
1: A Six volunteers decided to find out by ingesting a Lego figurine. Oh. Oh, a Lego figurine head. How okay. just a head? A head. A piece that That's is like much the rounder. The size of a
0: Tic Tac, okay.
1: Yeah, they're pretty small, right? Like the size of a pea. And so re- researchers determined that it takes an average of 1.71 days for a Lego to pass through your digestive system. Okay.
0: Okay, gross, next.
1: (laughs) Number 45, you can tell if someone has high cholesterol based on their skin. So that's interesting. Uh, And that's not even something I would have considered to think of. But most people that have high cholesterol they could have a heart attack they could have heart disease but they don't know that it well i did know that what's happening on the inside of your body does man manifest itself on the outside of your body but i never knew to look that it was connected with cholesterol but so the um, american osteopathic college of dermatology dermatology um, says that there, there are these uneven yellow patches. Now, everybody go look to see if you have them. I can't even pronounce what they're called, but they can appear on your eyelids and around your eyes as a result of overproduction of cholesterol. Oh, yellow, interesting. Yellow patches. So be on the lookout for that because high cholesterol is very dangerous. Number 46, taking an antihistamine before bed can eliminate under-eye circles. Okay. Dark circles under your eyes can be avoided if you eat well, sleep well, and drink a lot of water. So you could do that instead of taking an antihistamine. But um, they're saying the Mayo Clinic says that you can take an antihistamine before bed, and it because it's an allergy medication.
0: Yeah, it's clearing out the sinuses, opening up those breathable passageways. Yeah. yeah. Makes take it sense. before You're bed. Probably, probably helping you sleep better. Yeah, and because it causes drowsiness. To, to, well, no, it allows you to breathe. That's right. what I, that's the part that I'm focusing on. Oh, right.
1: okay. But also they usually yeah. tend to cause drowsiness. Now, I'm not, you know, you know I'm not a fan of medications no, in general, so I'm going to throw not this one me. out the window.
0: My Claritin and Aeristine don't they don't notion zero drowsiness with both of those sprays.
1: Okay. I I don't take those yeah. medications, so I wouldn't know, but that's I guess a good thing to know. But don't take medication unless you have to. Okay.
0: Yeah. My grass allergies are legit
1: okay 47 both depression and anxiety can cause neck and shoulder issues i think this is a yeah
0: you hold stress you hold stress in those areas that's that's very common yeah no surprise
1: we tend tend to tense up right i've experienced this so i've experienced this personally and i think you know i used to um i used to have a job that was very stressful for me and i I actually had chronic neck and back issues when I worked at that job. And now, looking back, I I can see the association and that I probably was holding a lot of that stress and harboring a lot of that stress from the duties and the stress that was put on me in my back and my neck because it seemed to all go away. Once I got away from that job. So consider that, guys. Make sure you're taking care of yourself.
0: Yeah, do things that make you happy. That's, yeah, That's absolutely. important to your overall health all the time.
1: Okay, number 48. We're almost done. Yes. Doctors can now 3D print a mini human heart.
0: Uh, yes. I've been working on that for years. Next. So that's
1: I'm a kidding. couple years that old. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. And, you know, our, we we have a 3D printer here in our house because our, our son is big into 3D printing.
0: Yep, we're printing hearts. We are. No. <laughs>
1: We are. We do love. We do love the three D printing. It's really neat the things that you can three D print. But a human wow, the heart. The technology
0: is phenomenal. Yeah.
1: So this three D printed full size human heart can be used by surgeons in transplants and by pharmaceutical companies for safe, fast testing on cardiac therapies. So that's kind of cool. Neat. Science is cool. Number forty nine. Eggshells are being used to grow human bones.
0: Okay. Not too far off there. Okay. Right? Calcium carbonate. Yep, that's, that's the, exactly what it says. The... Chicken
1: eggshells are mostly made of calcium carbonate, and that's what we have, that's what exists in our bones. And so they are able to grow human bones from that. Mm, okay. So, you know, to help pre- regenerate damaged bone. So, again, science is really cool. And number 50 last but not 50
0: finally. Number we got 50. there.
1: We got it. We made it. This is really important. I hope you're still with us because if nothing, if nothing else you take away, this one is important. Saying thank you measurably improves your mood. I am a huge, huge advocate for, for being grateful and saying thank you and always trying to find gratitude in everything. So I love this one and I am I love that it's number 50 because expressing gratitude is the key to happiness. And so if you can find a way to say thank you instead of I'm sorry or th- say thank you instead of, um, you know, instead of anything, if you can always find a way to have gratitude in your life and yeah. thank, be thankful for things in your life every single day, it will change everything you know, for it you. It feels
0: good to, to thank others and it feels good to be thanked. So I think that's... You know, I think that that aligns with, you know, a whole a whole higher level amount of, of spreading kindness. I love
1: that you said a higher level because it does. It helps you find your higher level you and it helps you, you know, find the good in your life, which is so important for mood regulation. And um, being grateful just increases your happiness as much as 25 percent. So who knew? But I love that that's number 25. So 50, 50. Sorry, 50. Number 50. Um, number 50. Thank you for that. correction. Yeah, that's Good. Thank you. Thank you. So, guys, thank you for sticking with us as we finished up the top 50 science-backed health facts that will blow your mind. Tell us which one of these could you relate to. I'm going to put a link uh, in the show notes so you can go back and look at the entire list. Make sure you go back and listen to the past episode. I think it was episode four where we talked about um, the first 22 of these. I thought that was really cool. Bobby, any last words for you?
0: Um, No. I'm good.
1: Did you have a favorite one on this list today?
0: Um, Oh, it had to be the chocolate. I
1: I knew you were going to go there. I
0: mean, just come on. I That's knew good you one. were
1: going to go there.
0: That's a good one.
1: It is a good one. Well, guys, thanks for listening this week. We are so excited to see what happens in 22. So make sure you give us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast. And go ahead to 99percenthealthy.com. Click on the Tell Michelle tab and send us your feedback. We love to hear your feedback. And maybe you can get featured on the show. We will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the 99% Healthy Podcast. We would be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to give a quick five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast.